Welcome to Gotta Love Texas Music. I'm Catherine. I'm Honey. <laughs> Don't sound so excited, babe. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. It's, it's early Sunday morning and we're, we were out really, really late. I kept Honey way past, out way past more, longer than he wanted to be out. Sorry. Well, the, uh, <laughs> the Red Bull or Monster or whatever it was. Wore off. Wore off and, and I just crashed. <laughs> I just couldn't hold my head up thank, anymore. Thank the Lord we ended the night two miles from home so you didn't have a long drive yeah that, uh, that was a long two miles from the house <laughs> honestly i don't remember that drive <laughs> it's good to get home but we met a lot of fun people a lot of interesting people yes let's talk about this week this week we had our second whiskey and tunes at kearney speed yard this one was not without fault but we did a lot better than we did on the first one <laughs> Not not the musicians, us. No, the musicians were incredible. <laughs> so we had Nate Burnham, and I'd never met him before. Dude. And I'd never heard his music before. Well, I, so You have. I, I you know, and it's so funny because I hear so many songs, but, and I, and I knew, I knew one of the songs that he played, um, and I was excited to hear him play that. But then every one of his, he, he, you know, every one of his originals, and he played only originals, but every single one, I'm like, oh my God, I know that song. I love that song. And I mm-hmm. had no clue that he was the one that was singing it. So loved him. It was great hanging out with him. And then we got to hang out with Dusty Moe. Well, now I became a big fan of Nate's that, that night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah his, 100%. His music. And then, then, we had, then we had Dustin. Dustin. Dusty. Well, his real name is Dustin, but... I'm so tired. Dusty. Dusty, Dusty Motes. Uh-huh. And I'm always a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. No, I'm it was great. A big fan of his. So, he is a great guy. Yeah. So he was... He he has... He's been on another podcast um, of ours. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Plus the uh, Christmas song. And he was on our Christmas special. And I know it's not Christmas time, but if you haven't heard it, go listen. It's hilarious. And him and uh, DJ from Smith Music have their own podcast. They do. Texas Tailgate. And it's a good podcast. It is. It's, it's out like of the lake, the lake House. house. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they do that live on Monday. I don't know if it's every Monday. We'll put it know. on the we'll put it on the website yeah, or the cool. Facebook. Yeah, and um, and they do something at the Rhinestone too, mm-hmm. like one Wednesday a which, month or something like which that. We're at the know. Rhinestone a lot. We were we so much got, that bartenders are recognizing us. They, and, yeah, and the sound guy. Shout out to the sound guy uh, and them yeah. and the manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Whiskey and Tunes, it was amazing. Um, it was. We it did was. record it this time. Yeah, but we didn't get it but live. We didn't so get it live on it. Top Shelf Radio. Yeah. So, um, and I'm going to talk to Amy, and we'll release that sometime soon on her radio station. And I don't know if it was my computer didn't have enough bandwidth or space, or if we didn't have good enough Wi-Fi, but we just couldn't go live. We're working it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's a process, y'all. Um, we're going to order our cameras today. So mm-hmm. very soon we will be ha- having like video YouTube, of everything. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we did, we'll, we did we'll do, we did do a video on Thursday, but I haven't looked at it. So I don't know if it's any good or not. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. So the YouTube channel will be up before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a YouTube channel, but I don't know if there's any content on it yet. Um, but that was amazing. And Landry Sound Design um, delivered our sound equipment and yep. taught you how to use it. Yep. Thanks, it's, Landry. It's really a neat setup. So it really is. Uh, me and Landry, one day we'll do a YouTube on the Vox and yeah. the and you know, that, that's 16 channel board we yeah, have man i feel board. i feel professional now mm-hmm. um friday night we stayed at home because yeah, i'm and i'm so glad we did because i knew yesterday we're, we're recording this sunday morning y'all um but i knew yesterday saturday was going to be 
Well, my Saturday Long started at six day. in the morning. It did. You had to go to work. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We we did a, a CTE, and for those of y'all not in the education world, that's career in tech. Yeah, you know, it's what I teach. And so, so I got to hang out with some of my students, and they got to play with robots and yeah. with the little kids and three D cool. print stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So like, and then he, ru- to my kids. he rushed home. I uh, did. And I'm I like, did. at eleven o'clock, I'm texting him and calling him. I'm like, hey, babe, because he just loses track of time. I do. And I'm especially like, when it comes to the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, you got to get home. You got to get home because we recorded Braden Watts. We did. Um, here and in it, our house. And Landry Saturday. was the. Uh, Guest host. Yeah. Like, and again, yeah. shameless plug, Landry Sound Design. <laughs> um, but uh, so we, Brayden and Landry, were actually um, our t- two of our first guests on Whiskey and Tunes on um, in January. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get that recorded. That's so, true. but since then, we have recorded Landry and Dorothy. We did. And then we recorded Brayden. Um, yesterday. I really dig Brayden. I really do. Me too, man. Such a good guy. In fact, Dusty Moach just texted me. He sent me he sent me a, uh, an unreleased song of Braden's that's the the studio mix. And when he sent it to me, I was like, well, you know, oh, well, you know, what's Dusty sending me? And I opened it up and I started listening. And it was Braden. I'm like, oh, Braden. He, it was, it's um shine. Hang on. Heart soaked in shine um, is the song that Dusty sent me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I was like, oh, man, he played that for us in the podcast yesterday. He did. And so then Dusty sends me a picture, and it's Braden sitting on Dusty's couch. He's like, yeah, he's sitting in my living room right now. I'm like, well, tell him I said hey. And he has really bad hat hair. <laughs> <laughs> so. He uh, the, the interview was really good. It was. And we're gonna leave a lot it, of fun. We're going to leave it pretty raw. Yeah. Because there it, was some it's major. It's a little long. Yeah, there's, it's a little long. But then there's some major mess ups. But we decided, you know, as a group that we you should know, leave it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's real. True. Yeah, it's, it's true. Real. Shit happens, you yeah. know, especially when I'm asking a musician to come in and sing for me at noon on a Saturday after a rough night the night before. Yeah. Um, so um, you'll have to listen to the interview. I don't know when it'll be released, but uh, yeah, I do. March, April, April, it'll be in April. April. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then we got dressed and we went to the stockyards. Well, we hit the stockyards, yeah. Uh, and of course, Rhinestone. Yeah. So we we met Marty Ing. I N G E. I N G E Ing. Ing. I don't know. I think that's his. He said know. it a couple of times. He did, but, but y'all know me. Yeah. I'm bad. Um. Anyway, met him. Super nice guy. Very talented. We had some friends in and common. that was it. That was at the Rhinestone. The O'Grady's and us. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Um, So we hung out there for until he quit playing, and then we left, and we went bar hopping trying to find live music. We ended up at Filthy McNasty's for just a minute. No, before that, the Armadillo. (sighs) Yeah, but I don't know who that was. Well, it was really wild because we walked in there, and they had like three or four bachelor parties. And the guy was singing some really outrageous songs for a bachelor party. <laughs> I mean, like. Well, and we decided that we will never dance to. What song is that? Oh, I don't remember. I, it's on the tip of my tongue now. You have to call me darling. Darling. Yeah. Darling. Yeah, because he kept stopping in the middle of it, which was he funny. Would. But he was singing the songs to, like, there's a bridal party and a bachelor party. And, and it was singing, all cheating songs. Yeah, he was singing all these cheating songs. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, learn your crowd. No, he was he really good. He thought it was funny. He thought it, it was, it was funny. And the bachelor thought it was name. funny. And the yeah. bride and, party was like, uh... And then we and then we ended up at Filthy McNasty's for a minute, which I really um, like Filthy's. We did, but um, oh yeah, yeah, me too for sure. And we didn't meet the musician, but I tagged him, um, on Facebook, and I think he's following us now. So. He's got some His a name lot is of 
Go ahead. Phil Wallace. Yeah, he's got a lot of political. It was just one song. It was funny. Yeah, there was two songs. Was there? Was there political? two? Yeah, but know. it was funny. It was they were fun. good songs. They were good yeah, songs. A lot yeah, of fun. but we didn't we didn't have time to stick around because we had to get to Fort Brewery and Pizza. Oh my God, this place is well put together. Oh, dude. They, they did shipping containers, kind of like I've always pictured it being. Mm-hmm. The stage, well yeah, the stage was well. made out of shipping containers. They had these little cubby holes oh, that you could so sit in. Freaking cool and. Uh, Service was excellent. The pizza was really, really good. good. Oh, and that dip, that feta. Oh yeah, dip. you gotta get the feta honey dip. Oh, it was really good. It was so yummy. Um, the food was amazing. But we were there because Joey Green was playing. Yeah, and one safe place. So yeah, so it was it was a benefit for one mm-hmm. safe place. Um, and, and I can't say good enough things about one safe place. Me amazing either. idea. Amazing. Oh yeah. Follow through on stuff. Hundred percent. And uh, and Joey Green really. I mean, he is really partnering with them um, with his song. This house ain't big enough. Yeah, I can't. And talk the video. About that song. I know. I know. I mean. If you haven't seen the video, you can actually go to One Safe Place's website, mm-hmm. and it's the very first thing on their home screen, or you can go to YouTube or um, wherever you see your videos, but it's an amazing video. It's very poignant. I wasn't the only one that was tearing up during that song. No. It was a harsh song. It is it's a, a song. great song, but oh my gosh, for those of y'all that, well, you know what Struggled, I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that was awesome, and we had just like a, I had no well, clue who was opening for them. Yeah. So... September Moon. They were great. Dude, I am a huge fan now. In fact, Mm -hmm. I bought their album. We did. We got vinyl. And Catherine signed it for me. Yep. She's sweet. Thanks, Catherine. She spells it right, too. Yeah. Um, So we we definitely are talking to them about coming on the podcast. So excited. They have some of these harmonies that are just, it's almost like they went out and handpicked each other. Ridiculous. Now, two of them are married. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. And the other guy's just a friend because I asked. Oh, did you? (laughs) I was like, so what's the deal? (laughs) So, (laughs) but it's almost like they handpicked each other to harmonize. Great, great music. Yeah. Phenomenal. If you haven't heard them, go listen. But I got to tell you, the highlight of my night was uh, Joy Green when he just let loose with some music at the end where he just. Belted it. And then, of course, they played Four Numb Blondes. They did. So, been- Joey called Catherine from uh, September Moon up on the stage. And I think I actually got a video of that. Yeah. I've been telling y'all that's a great song for years and nobody believes me. It's a great damn song. But the funny thing is, is that we've heard musicians a lot play of, it yeah. recently. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, because every time somebody plays it, I'll look at you. I'm like, oh, they're playing one of your favorite songs. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's not a, a secret that I truly want to hang out with the bass player the bass for player. North Carolina. <laughs> Four non blondes. So if anybody knows the bass player for Four non blondes, I just want to go out and have a beer and hang out. And the, then the funny thing is, is that we get in the car. Oh and, yeah, and it's the next song. And so and so, Honey plugs in his phone, and the song that pops up on his Spotify is the song that Joey and uh, Catherine sang. And then and then the very next song is Baba Booey. Baba O'Reilly. Baba O'Reilly. I'm Baba sorry. Baba Booey's with uh, what's his name. <laughs> Bob O'Reilly, which the, if anybody knows, that's that's the song that Joey Green um, tried out for The Voice. voice yeah. yeah. And for, for y'all people that think that's called Teenage Wasteland. It's not. It's not. It's Bob O'Reilly. But it was just funny. So I took a picture. I was like, I took a picture. And I tagged him, uh, Joey and Catherine in it. Or, and then and then when the, when the next song popped up, I'm, I took another picture and tagged Joey. And I'm like, you're not going to believe what the next song was. And then something else came up after that. And we were like, okay, yeah, we need, we need to stop. This is getting too weird. There was another <laughs> song that related us to Joey. Yeah, it was funny. It was so funny. we, we just, we thought he, I thought 
he would think we were making it up at that point. No, no, yeah, for sure. But um, so then we we left Fort Worth and shagged our asses to Outlaws. Yes, um, because Cody Cresswell was playing with his full band mm-hmm. um, there, including Matt Inslin. Yep. So that was fun, and I got yep. to hang out with my bestie Amy, mm-hmm. Amy Johnson, with Top Shelf Radio Texas. Met Top some Shelf cool people Allen. there that night. We did. Did and, some dancing. Uh, we did, and um, I want to give a shout out to Danielle from Nashville. Um, oh, is that the she, teacher? Uh huh. So she, uh, she, she's a teacher in Nashville, but her mama lives down here, and she just happened to be in Outlaws, and we became friends. I liked her mom. I didn't get to talk to her, but for a second, I was. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started to crash. Yeah. I mean, it literally, it, all We're the honey. monsters just left me at once, <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, I'm we, gonna go sleep sh- in the car. We struggled home at like one, yeah, and I slept until like nine, which was is it nine? Super late for me. Yeah, I don't know. I was up like seven forty-five. The dogs barking woke me up. They were ready to eat. You you were only out of bed for 20, 30 minutes no, before, you say I, that. No, before I, I got up. Don't that. even start. Don't even start. But this week, this week, we sat down with Jen Ford. We did. In Kilgore, Kilgore, Texas. I know. And Jimmy Wooten. Dang it. All right. All right. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to get, get Jimmy Wooten on the phone. So I'm going to make him listen to the episode. And then I need his rebuttal. Uh, for for the story in the well, we need to record podcast. him pretty quick. We do, we do. Um, he's got some great stories. He's just yeah, a down to earth, nice I love him. guy. Um, but uh, so Jen Ford, we sat down with her in Kilgore at the back porch, and that's where we're going to be this week. Yeah, to it, see it's her a great bring venue. back well. I took some pictures the last time we were there. It is a phenomenal venue. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, yeah. But so. Give this give this episode a listen, and uh, you'll laugh, and you'll get to hear some great music. Cause... And I'm going to go take a nap while y'all listen. Hey, y'all. We are sitting here in the back porch, back room in Kilgore, Texas, hanging out with the one and only... Jen Ford. Hey, What's Jen. Up? And we also have um, we also have Matthew Coates, who's going to be hanging out with us. Maybe I can get him to tell some some secrets on Jen Ford and play some play some guitar for us. Maybe so. Maybe we so. And then we also have her honey, our, our secret weapon. Her honey, yeah, Eric. And I already I already talked to him. I whispered in his ear. I'm like, all right. I want to. I, I want to. I want a story, man. I want to. I, I love stories. This is not an expose. I just want fun, you know, interesting facts, y'all. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much, Jen, for um, letting us come and hang out and talk with you on a Sunday morning. <clears throat> we man, first, we first saw you at I want to see Smoke, Smoke Monkey. Monkeys. Yeah, with Smoke two other Monkey. guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was super fun. It uh, was. It was awesome. I was there with Kirk Harper and Jared Steele and our my drummer Chacho. His name's Chase, but we call him Chacho. Chacho. Yep. What a cool name. I wish I had a cool name like that. I don't have a name. I'm Catherine. I, I got a lot of nicknames. Cat. Uh, no. <laughs> cat. No. No. Thank you. Yeah. No. Thank you. I am definitely not a cat. Uh, no. Uh-uh. But my honey has a a nickname. Honey. Yeah, I'm Honey. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, my students have even started calling me Professor Honey. <laughs> so, Jen, man, I just, I love your vocals, and I'm so glad that we've got to see each other and hang out, and we got to hang out quite a bit at the Texas Country Music Association Awards this um, this this year, because it's still December when we're recording this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I love your vibe. I love your soul, and, man. Thank you. Are yeah, we, apparently y'all had a lot of fun. Are we on a speed dating? 
<laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, y'all had a lot of fun at the uh, Texas Country Award. Music Association yeah, Awards. Somebody was in her cup the whole night. Uh, quit talking bad about me. Man. <laughs> bad is a lot of fun. Uh, you know what? She um, was a lot been, of fun that night. I love the Music Awards. To me, it's just... It's like a family reunion at this point. Mm. They've been having it since 2017, and I was there when Linda started it. I was mm. her intern, help her get it out there. That's how I got my How freaking cool. And I got to co-host it with Brandon three times, and that was the conditions of me working for Linda as I was like, look, I'm getting a degree in multimedia journalism and production. This it. I need this class. I need to be an intern and get school credit. Please let me do this. And she was like, oh, yeah. Well, she, she contacted me to ask me to help her with, you know, some contacts and stuff and fundraising. And I said, there's so much I need to do for my degree. Please allow me to, you know, do some of this To stuff. use you. Use, use yeah, this. use yeah. me however you mm-hmm. need to use me. And so she ended up letting me co-host with Brandon. And then two weeks before the show, we were, I introduced her to Chad Malden. She didn't know Chad. And um, two weeks before the show, we were do, going over the script. And she's like, yeah, we want to get you up there to sing. I know you sing. Just sing one of your country songs. And I just went, <laughs> okay. And I didn't have any country songs, but I wrote a song. Uh-uh. Yeah. And wow. And I got up there and I was like, look, I've been singing my whole life. I'm going to get up here in front of all of these famous people, and I'm going to at least do a good enough job to where Linda's not embarrassed, and I end up getting a record deal. Like, Shut up. What song was that? That was uh, on the side. It's on my first EP. On the side. So she's. You're not going to play that for us today, no. but that means that you're going to have to all go out and find it on your favorite streaming platform. Yes. Yeah. On the side. Yeah. Very so that's cool. How, and then I think two weeks after that, she called me and was like, "I think I've got something for you. Let's get you recorded. You need to write five more songs." And I was like, "Shut the front door." Well, let's do it. I'm 40 years old. I've never had a record deal before. Let's freaking do it. So I just did it. Wow. And so that's how you actually got into. Texas country. Texas country. So, but you said that you, you've been playing forever. What were you, what was your genre? What were you doing before that? Before that, I had a heavy metal band. I never had a heavy metal awesome. band before. <laughs> Love heavy metal. Is there, is there any songs out on the streaming? There might be on Reverb Nation. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> I don't, it's I don't, on MySpace. I don't know if I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's how. Yes. And, and I didn't have any money back then, so there's like some spotty recordings. Okay, so we're not even going to. We're not even yeah. gonna well, go cut like that to down. Now. But no, I think that the, the good thing is uh, when I got into the music community in East Texas, I had just gotten out of the military, and so mm. I didn't have any friends, and Thank and I didn't know service. anybody. And I ended up teaching voice lessons to the lead singer of this band. the The band was called Bleed the Rain, and so I was teaching them voice lessons and helping them like construct songs. And they fired that guy and asked me to be their vocalist. And I was like, I've never sung heavy metal in my life, but I'm not going to tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you're literally like, sure. I can do that. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Um, dang. No, that's the same that. thing I did with country music. <laughs> and then the same Timothy, thing happened with country. What did Timothy Smith said? That's not really singing. That's just yelling. To, to no, <laughs> but it all depends. It all depends, man. I, I love heavy metal. You know I'm talking about big hardcore, heavy metal fan. rough on your voice. Yeah. It can be, but I think I learned how to use, um, because I sang in the army bands for six years before that, and I majored in classical music in college before I went in the military. So all the characters of the different things I've done, I think I've kind of been pulled into what I'm doing now, which is I've got this 
mature, throaty, raspy mm-hmm. voice that's been roughed up. Hopefully not too rough. Hopefully I got 20 more years of this. But I've got a lot of texture in my voice mm-hmm. that I don't think I would have if I hadn't had all these experiences. So right. it so is what it is. Let's, let's so circle back. back. Yeah, I want to talk about this Army thing. So you're in the Army. Yeah, for 11 years. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. My dad was a veteran, and I love veterans. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what was your MOS? What did you do? Uh, I was military police. Awesome. I used to be super buff. Like, used to bench 250 pounds. Oh, wow. That's pretty sexy, I got to admit. Well, that's why, like, when people see me and I look big, I'm big because... All of that turned into fluff. <laughs> he used to walk around like Xena Warrior Princess all the time. Oh, I love it. I want a picture of that. Oh, God. Uh, Eric? Well, don't get it twisted. I've got teenage boys that are huge, and now I feel like that my my body that everybody was always like, why are you so big? You know, in the military, they're always scrutinizing for everything, especially mm-hmm. for everything. And I was always over the weight standards, but I always met the body fat standards because I right. was buff. <laughs> well, our daughter, she was, she was what, five, probably five, three, five, four at the time. She weighed 150 pounds, mm-hmm. but she wore a double zero. So she had a six pack. And so she was overweight. Yes. But she looked like somebody needed to feed her a cheeseburger. Well, if you see you know, my children, they're six, four and six, three. <laughs> And monsters look like Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh Lord! How awesome! Dang! Yes. So I'm like looking at my kids now, like, yeah, I made some Goliath. You know, so children. So you sang in the military. How yeah. did how did that how does that even happen? So you're a military police. You're this big buff badass woman. And then how do you get involved in that? Because I know that they do so much cool things with music you know, and, and stuff. But how does that even happen? Uh, the drill sergeants heard me singing in the barracks. Uh, basic training had me sing the national anthem and then one of my drill sergeants um, Terry Ford said you know there's the army soldier show and I was in the army soldier show Uh, it's a year long or six months and you go on tour he said you should try out and it was like two years later when I tried out and I made it and uh, it was like a special duty assignment that I went on tour with 16 other soldiers and 16 other like production folks and we traveled all over the world in 2001 how freaking Super fun. cool We did like 105 that? shows in six months. What? Wow. So wow. you get to see the world yeah. from a stage. That's, That's awesome. how I, I met the kids' dad that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Very cool. We were on tour together. And then um, I went back to Fort Bliss. He got out of the military, and we got married and had, started having a family. And then that uh, post commander actually requested that I was in his army band. And so they pulled me. The MPs were super mad about it. They didn't want me to leave. Oh. They, were, they didn't want me to have any fun. But well, of course not. Fortunately, the post commander was like, no, nah, I want her to sing it on my soirees. And she's coming over here. And so he pulled me out. And then I sang with the Army Band uh, at, at Fort Bliss for about a year and a half. And then we got I got orders to Germany. And they did a special duty request for me to go to the USERA band, of course, in Heidelberg, Germany, which was you don't get a direct assignment to that, but I got a direct assignment to that, and I, I was wow. there for four years. Wow. Y'all can't, awesome. so y'all can't see my face, yeah. y'all, but I'm just like, <laughs> that is so freaking cool. It was super fun, and they, I mean, they're world famous. They play all, I show them mm. pictures all the time. I was like, I used to do that. All right, so I want pictures, that. too. All right. Give me pictures. Everybody needs to join the Army to carry a gun or to do this or to do that. I got to meet the uh, guys that run the drag racing crew for Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was really wild because they were talking to me about their special assignments and everything. And I'm like, 
you're not in the army, man. You're like, a, you know, it was just really wild. So do you know, um, the singer Khalid that's super famous? Um, he's a, a younger guy. He does R and B music. No. Okay. He, he is has, he from Texas? His, yes. He's oh. from El Paso. Um, oh. his mom and how I, super famous is he? Like, yeah, Grammys. Oh, never mind. He wouldn't want to be on my, my, my dinky little podcast. No, I'm just saying his mom and I used to sing together. Oh, I knew him when he was a little boy. Oh, that's when so When he was cool. tiny, he was in one of our Christmas shows, um, probably like in 2006. Or oh, something. if you have a picture of that, send it to me and then I'll tag him in it. Maybe we can get his little butt on our dinky little no, podcast. He don't care about this. <laughs> he don't care about you me. No, but it's He's not He's not calling me Aunt Jennifer anytime mm, soon. No, but it's also about, you know, when you make it, you reach back and you help the others up that are trying to make it too. I don't know. I don't think the, I don't think the rap guys like me right now. Cause I'm bitching about the, uh, true mics that they're using. Like, it's like, guys, stop for God's sake. We're going to, we're going to get our hands on a couple of those yeah. and we're going to change our voices so much. And I'm going to, I'm going to sing regular and let it just go progressive, progressive until I sound perfect. God, they all sound like Cheryl. <laughs> but, but I had to circle back at the very end of that military uh, the, the, Singing and dancing. The yeah. He's brought me back the last two years. Oh, did they? Did yeah. they Did they make you pay for it? No. Okay, good. No, good. they just, well, yes. You, you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, because okay, they so thought yes. you had a, they thought you had a cushy detail. So yes. now you're, they're going to show you what they real army is. They sent me to Fort Sam Houston and had another sort of cushy kind of job. I mean, I was in charge of security, at, physical security at Fort Sam. Oh, okay. Um, Brook Army Medical Center. And then I was, they sent me to a ton of schools. And it took me away from my family, and then they sent mm. me to Colorado. And by that time, I was like, I'm You're not done. spending. Uh, yeah, I was gone like 12 months out of 18 months from my five year old and my two year old. I was fixing to go, and this is at the point where you had you had kids. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's it. Mm. I'm not playing this game anymore. So you got out of the military, mm-hmm. and then what? Came back to East Texas, mm. live with my parents, started struggling with PTSD from something that happened early in my career, mm. and didn't really know what was happening because I'm always kind of like, this right. usually okay, but I, I struggled a lot, a lot, and I struggled with like figuring out my community and getting friends, and I was mm. kind of reclusive and it wasn't fun time. But I was going to the VA pretty regularly and being proactive, mainly because of my children and mm. just saying I got to get my crap together. I can't. Right. I'm not going to live in agony like this. And mm. so I went to counseling. I got put in the hospital a couple times voluntarily just because I felt like I needed to get a hold of my mental health. And right. So I've been, and God bless that you, that you did. And then oh, you had yeah. the strength to do that because that takes strength. Oh, super I mean, hard. And yeah. it's, it's daily. Like I don't, I don't talk to everybody about it, but I also don't hide it because I have a lot of people I think that watch well, me struggle. Yeah. yeah. And they need to know that there's another side to mm-hmm. that. There is. And there's, yeah, there's, you know, you can come through, but it's every day. Like Man. this guy's super understanding. My She's husband. pointing at her honey. Yeah. I mean, he's been probably the best support system I've had and just working through wherever I'm at Mm. and helping me like analyze why I'm feeling that way. Because there was a time when we first started dating and we were down in Austin and we got stuck in traffic on 35, which is not hard to do. No, that's a daily, every moment occurrence almost. But it was super hot Mm. and we rolled the windows down because I was feeling claustrophobic. And then I got a whiff of like diesel and... Mm. And sand flew in there, and I felt immediately, like, panic. Like, And we were stuck between these two columns. And I was like, let me out. So, and that was when y'all first started dating? Yeah, about yeah. six months. <laughs> there was another time that we had a really bad thunderstorm, and I, like, jumped up out of the bed. 
commando in the ready stance yeah. to kick somebody's yeah, ass. Like she had, a, like she had, a, she actually did. Like she had her weapon in her hand. But I was like, hi y'all. Nobody can hear you making that face. You got to tell them. You can come back to bed now. (laughs) It's like, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Nobody can shoot you. You can come back to bed. (laughs) You know, at my schools, the Army recruiters, they're not not big fans of mine because I I send a lot of kids to the military. I mean, as a teacher, there's there's kids that need to go in the military. It's good for them. Mm -hmm. But my young ladies, I'm always like, okay, are you going to take care of her? I mean, that because, I mean, we all know what happened at... Fort Hood, and we know what's been going on there for a while. And I've always been a big proponent of that. Hey, you know, it's time to take care of, be honest with your own fruition. Take care of the people that parents and teachers have entrusted with you. Yeah. You know, I haven't been a big. To be honest, since you brought that up, uh, to be honest, what a lot of people don't realize is that there is a high, high amount of sexual assault in the military Mm -hmm. for women, especially. It's not only to women, but that is probably one of the major issues that's just now, I think, really getting uh, picked apart and understood. Yeah, but it took a young lady dying. You there's know, been so, so many, many, there's been so so many, many others that didn't make the news. Two thirds, yes. two thirds of women go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know this. I'll just so, say that. Oh, so yeah, I've been gosh. a big proponent of it. I mean, it's like my recruiter comes in and goes, "Okay, who do you got for me?" And like, not a damn one until you're gonna, you know, take, take care, care of, of them. them. Right. You know? Well, no. I, I do think, however, the military was awesome for me, and I mm. and I loved my experience in it. And you know, there's there's women in Israel that serve, women in Russia that serve, whatever. Mm. I think mm. that it's just maybe the screening process for some of the guys that are being allowed in is needs to um, be a little better. But so, but it has gotten better. It is. I mean, it's getting better, right? Because before, like, and I'm not saying your dad was a bad person, but literally, mm. he, a, a recruiter and a sheriff's officer, were standing outside of his door and say. Pick. It's time to go. Which one? You he want to go into the military or do you want to go oh, yeah. to jail? Yeah. And I mean, but that's how it used to be. But now you're like, they're like, oh no, you're not good enough for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that that's the case. Well, I think whenever I tried to dip in, I had a motorcycle wreck that kept me out after I joined. And uh, I think you had to make like, I don't know, I scored high enough on the ASFAB to be a nuke in the Navy, do warrant, whatever I want. I had my pick. Now it's like, I think the Marines, you had to get like a 13. Now you got to get like a 75 or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah. so the, the rules have changed. Hopefully, but, but mental health screenings need to be better too. I agree 100% on that. Mental health is absolutely the number one thing I think that needs to be addressed when people get out of the military. Oh, my that- poor dad. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many times we got to ask Whip just for accidentally waking him up. Well, how many tours in Vietnam did he do? Three. 397 days in combat. It's because you're wound so tight all the Mm. time. You have to learn how to just be in the moment. Oh, he never Hypervigilance that we all get, which is great in an emergency because we can go out and just get through anything and get through. But, Eric, we were coming home from the Music Awards in 2018, I think, or 2019, and there was a car wreck, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And, I mean, this guy had flown off the spaghetti bowl and landed on the the column in a truck. And and we saw it happen, and so I'm like, oh my god, it's raining, and it's when we played at Will Roger at the Will Rogers. Oh wow, awards. back there. And I stopped the car, and he was on the passenger side, and I didn't even think about it. And I got out and was like running to the car, 
And the guy was super drunk and like, hey, mm. I'm okay. Mm. And he's trying to hide like 47 <laughs> beer cans in the front seat. I got seat. over to help him out. I saw All these beer cans are falling out. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, don't move. And I'm trying to help him. He's like, I'm all right. And, but Eric, Eric couldn't get out of the car because he was... He was on, we were on the left side yeah. of the shoulder. And uh-huh. So he was watching all these cars yeah, go by. <laughs> but I was like, so I'm a nurse, but before I was a nurse, I was an EMT. And we don't, we don't, I don't stop at accidents nope. anymore. No. Nope. Back in my police days, I would stop. I made a, I made a physical choice, a mental choice to never stop again because we, we know some people that have been hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, I know one person that been literally has been hit twice stopping to help somebody oh on the side of the road. I call 911, um, you know, but no, yeah. Mm. Um, well, let's just say he was super mad that I did that. Well, it's a reaction. <laughs> but I couldn't help You couldn't it. help yeah. it. Right, right. Well, we had, so why did you get out of the car? I, was we, like, I don't know. Well, we had years a shooting. Of police, I I did. I, I had this, you know, instinct that you you're there to help, right. you know, and it's uh-huh. hard to overcome that. Mm-hmm. Well, right, that back to freaking music. Sorry, y'all. I love that. <laughs> we we circle all the time here. So. You know, but that's okay. It's all about getting to know you. But I like to hear the music too. And Matthew's over here going, "Hey, I'm here to play the guitar." Dude. <laughs> yeah, what's, what song are we playing? What do you want to start out song? with? Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's do let's do no backseat Betty. Uh, this song I wrote a, kind of about my experience getting out of the military with two kids trying to get back in the dating scene, so it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. This song is called No Backseat Daddy. Cause I ain't getting in the backseat of nothing I'm driving this bus You better hold on to get on board Lindsay was a girl She was 33 She had a job, two kids Working on her degree She spent 11 years With Uncle Sam
There you go. I love that. So, Honey doesn't sing, but he was over there because we've heard this song a few times. um, And we heard that you play it live when we saw you at Smoke Monkey. But um, in fact, that's probably the song I was like, babe, we got to get her on the freaking podcast. (laughs) And that was so long ago. And then we've just been like, we need to do it. We need to do it. And then finally, I'm like, dang it, let's do it. I think we danced to that at Smoke Bunch. I bet, I bet we did. Yeah. Uh, but he was over there singing, and I was like, I hope your mic's not on. It's not. <laughs> it Isn't that a fun song? It is a very fun song. But if you listen to the words, and especially, you know, you're know talking you, about, you know, the story behind it, I mean, it, there well, was some was angst. In, yeah, you said it was tongue-in-cheek, but it's really kind of about it being empowered. You know, yeah, it this is. is. This is my ride, you know. Well, I think, I think... Uh, the biggest thing in that song, all of my songs are really love letters to myself mm. because I hated myself for a while. And music has always been my, I think it was my first language and something I've always done even before the military and after the military. And it's how I connected the dots mm. and always felt centered when I'm playing music. I always feel like I can do anything. And so when I started writing about 10 years ago, I just wrote what came out naturally. I wrote this in the car. I think he was sitting in the car with me. <laughs> I wrote. I write a lot of songs, just whatever, how, however, whatever's speaking to me that day, and it just comes out like a poem, a story. And I changed it to. I should have probably said Jenny, but I, Lindsay's my middle name, mm. and I just didn't want to. I don't know. Right. I wanted to tell a story. I don't think the backseat Jenny would. Ring as well. As no, I'm saying because <laughs> no, in the beginning yeah. I'm introducing her and I'm like Lindsay was Lindsay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I used to be Jennifer Lindsay, and you know my dad always called me Jennifer Lindsay. Now I'm Jen Ford. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody says the whole name like it's Jen Ford. Not like mm-hmm. hey Jen, right. what's up Jen Ford? And I, I like that because <laughs> I feel like that I've reached the point where I I have like a brand. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like Chuck Norris, you know, say, hey, my bud, Chuck, you're like Chuck Norris, like, oh, yeah, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah. yeah. Even my best friend's like, hey, Jen Ford. And oh, the that's whole name, funny. The whole moniker Oh, that's hilarious. But <laughs> I love it. So, I don't know, there's a lot of different layers to that. But it's back. a fun song. I mean, and it's a, it, it's a great dance song. But yeah. as I said, I mean, the the story behind it is a little, it's basically it's, it's you deep. being empowered saying, this, yeah. is, this is who I am, am now, take me or leave me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, well, yeah. that's and pretty I, I, much I, I how I live my life now. He knows that for sure. <laughs> I, I gotta agree with you. I like the Betty better. I do. I like, I like the better because, because, I mean, who really goes in the back seat anymore? I mean, that was like a 1950s thing, and that's a Betty. You know. No, wait a minute. I wasn't born in the. Never mind. I'm not gonna tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. I told you that story about my Honda. Yeah, hubby, has anybody warned you that, you know, you're married to a musician, a female musician, and, and if you ever piss her off, she's going to write a bad song about you. Yeah, well, you're going to be immortalized. Well, I'm immortalized by the good ones. Right oh, awesome. Yeah. See? Awesome. Right. We'll That's a good husband day. there. Yeah, I did write a song for him. Oh, did you? What, what song is that? That's Under These Stars. That's oh, that's coming up. You're going to play that for us today. Yeah. Yeah? Right now, like, if you want to. I also like the story you tell, the song you wrote about the old husband. Yeah, I wrote uh, it. Okay, I wrote a song about my old husband, too. Yeah. You did, and what's that called? It's called John Wayne Smile. Oh, I've had a lot of husbands. So I'm you're sorry. Gonna, <laughs> so how many more than two did you have? <laughs> three. Okay. Really, really, I, it's funny because he's been married a couple of times too, but um, so we've been together eight years now and sometimes I'll be like, you're my favorite husband. <laughs> and he's like, you're my favorite wife. 
let's 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 get there. So get a little closer. Get a little closer, Eric. Um, tell us tell us what it's like to uh, be um, be married to the Jen Ford. Do you, does she make? Hang on. Does she make you call her Jen Ford? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't make me. Um, well, I, let me tell you. Let me, it, let me, let me praise that. Does she ask you to call her Jen Ford? No. no, no. <laughs> um, now, I will tell you this. Uh, it is a roller coaster ride of badassery. Oh. Um, it's never a dull moment. I have a lot of fun. Uh, I get to wear suits to places and look like I'm uh, the security. head of security. Important. <laughs> head of security. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. No. He'd never been a musician before. No. Oh. And, and I broke, actually, let me tell turn you. Turn that. Yeah, yeah, I actually broke up with him four times in that they first year. They didn't, they didn't count. He says they don't count. <laughs> I kept, because I was I was getting into, like, really trying to write, and this is right before the Texas Country Music Awards stuff started happening, but mm-hmm. I was singing acoustic, singing up here, and, and um, he wasn't musical. Like, he liked music, but he wasn't, he'd never been to a concert, anything. And so I was like, look, I'm crazy. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> this is something I really want to do. Because I had a lot of people telling me, like, you need to get your life together. Why do you keep trying to do this music thing? And blah, blah, blah. Get a real job. And oh, This is my real job now. Thank, thank you, you to the people that told me to get a real job. This is my real job. You're welcome. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, like, the reason why it didn't really stick, the breakups didn't stick with me is because of the reason where she wanted to pursue her dream. I understand that because I was pursuing a a dream of professional wrestling. So, what was your name? It was a uh, the Big Killer Con. The Big on, Killer with on, the time, A. Time killer on. with the A. Is this when you were a wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you the, were the Big Killer Con. Killer Con. Because there was a Killer Con. Killer. Grammatically correct. E R. <laughs> so you're. By the way, I got to meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah, one time. Oh, how cool! Oh. Uh, well, all right. So in that. In that span of 20 years, I'd never had anybody support me in relationships. Mm. It was almost the counter opposite. opposite. Like, you need to stop this. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm hurting myself every day. <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> what did you wear? What was your outfit like? I had a, I had a, uh, describe pretty it slowly. Bad, pretty badass <laughs> spandex singlet. Uh, that had kill every, it had like kill everybody on the bag or something like that. I, I can't really remember, but it's been a while since I posted. Did, you, it did out. you like before your matches? Would you grease up real good? Not grease. I think you're turning somebody on. I'd be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I went and watched him, because oh, no, I've never this. been to a wrestling match ever, never. You in didn't my go life. watch the Von Erichs back in the day? No, my parents. Oh I man, love my mom and dad. I love you, mom and dad, but you're lame. You never took me in any cool like violent <laughs> things. Um, but I went as his girlfriend to watch him wrestle. Uh-huh. I think it was at Gladewater Gusher it a, Days. It's a big festival that we do downtown Gladewater called Gusher Days. The whole town plus surrounding areas come out. It's, it's a really big festival. Do they still do that now? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, COVID did kind of mess up. Right, right. COVID but but they're, they're getting back back to the numbers again. He brought a knife on stage. I say on stage, but in oh, the ring. Yeah. A real yeah. knife? Yeah. And then I saw them, okay, there's several matches. Like, when you go, you watch, like, 14 matches. Yeah. And the, and yeah. I admired the theater of it all because, it's you right. know, it's entertainment wrestling. Right. I, well, my next question was, so is it real? No. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The scar on the back of his head says it's real. Oh, I bet. Oh, no. No. It's 18. 18 they're the 18 stitches. stitches. You got to... 
They uh, are yeah, true yeah. athletes and actors <laughs> and well, and yeah. acrobats. I mean, everybody the whole was, shebang. Everybody was chanting, and I was looking around, and it, it was like an angry mob, and I was like, I could so get into yelling in public. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, kill you're all a bunch of weenies, you know, whatever, screaming, uh, you suck. Any obscenity you ever wanted to say to somebody. So you were the bad him. guy and nobody liked you? I was yes. the worst guy. He was the bad guy and everybody liked him. He was That's horrible and everybody loved him. Oh, so they was, wanted him I to was, win? Yes. I was so oh. mad that people liked me. That, that, that's, oh, that's, that's pretty what's impressive. The, that's what's wrong with America. Please tell me that there's a picture of the <laughs> two of y'all with him in his outfit. And a shank in my mouth. Too. All right, hang on. I'm yeah, taking notes crazy. on what pictures you have yeah, to send me, crazy. just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. All right. Yeah. No, but I loved it. And and the only reason he quit is, number one, he's like, I'm sorry. I love you. You're handsome. I'm super old. Yeah. You <laughs> said that. It's a young man's game. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that. At some point, you don't want to be the old guy. One time I saw them throw a bag of Legos onto the ring, and they were... T- like beating the crap Good out of God. each other, yeah, and the Legos, Legos were stuck in the backs. Yeah. Oh, of these you guys. can't see my faces, and they, they were that's bleeding. Like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, Legos, but they right. were just kept going for twenty minutes. We, we've got to hang out sometime. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's like I was on the I guess the far extreme side of like the performances, like weapons and and I I mean if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You and I got anybody, a nasty concussion because of a bat, and <gasps> I'm done. Like, I can't. Yeah, he called me. I was at a show in Lufkin, yeah. and he was like, I'm at the emergency room. Don't worry. And I was like, why are you at the emergency room? And he was like, nobody told you. I was like, I was on stage. Why are you at the emergency room? He's like, I got hit in the head with a bat. I said, dang. Uh, P.S., this is the last time that you are wrestling. <laughs> and, and it's funny because at the emergency room, everyone – is asking me, do I want to press charges on this person? And I, I was like, lady, I'm in spandex. My- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in spandex with my name across the front. <laughs> I, I did it to myself. Like, I serious? was asking and I for it. A massive head injury, and I'm still like, are you seriously asking me this question? Some poor ass dumb rookie <laughs> cop in there trying to take a report. The guy, yeah, the guy they, they wanted to call the police, and the guy that did it. Is calling me on my phone and he's he's, he's like, like worried about man, me. Of course, are you okay? He's of course, friend. right? Yeah, friend. y'all aren't. Enemies. And he's like, he's like, bro, I'm on my way. I do not come up here. They will arrest you. I tell him, do ass. not. Whatever you do, <laughs> do not hiding. come up here. And he was like, are you sure? I was like, yes. I will see you after I get my sti- stitches. I'll see you after that. He was supposed <laughs> to bob and he weaved instead. Yeah. That's how yeah, this happened. Yeah. Oh you know. dang! Well, when, when you're talking about this theatrics, sometimes they go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Now, oh, I, yeah. I got to tell you, through this whole story, I've got this image in my head now of you throwing his clothes out on the lawn, setting them on fire, and him going, "Yeah, don't count." That don't count. <laughs> oh no, it was a very calm conversation. I was like, "I love you. I think you're super handsome, and I'm not wiping your butt in five yeah. years." Because you have brain injuries mm. because of you're doing this. Like, we've got children, and I need you to not be impaired. <laughs> and he was like, I agree. I agree with her. Plus, I want to play with my grandkids. <laughs> right. You know, my but, wife's already told me if I'm ever like that, she'll get me a really good looking nurse. I will get him that. a hot nurse to wipe his ass, but I'm not going to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. I would prefer a not hot nurse to, <laughs> to do that. So, funny story I went to nursing school for three years before. Oh. Um, yeah, and from 2009, 2011, I think. Uh-huh. And once we started clinicals and I started having to wipe butts, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. 
Oh, no, I mean, I, I worked on a GI floor, but so mm-hmm. we have, we have, I have a, I have a doctor that, that, uh, that he's a GI doctor. And when it's time for me to, and when it is time for me to get a colonoscopy. Yep. So PSA, if you're 50 years old, you need to go out and get a colonoscopy. Actually, it's 45. I'm getting one next month. <sighs> you know, um, but anyway, so he is, I call him, yeah, he'll never listen to this. So I call him, um, Dr. McDreamy. Oh, he's a good looking guy. He is one of the best looking men. I mean, just, but he's the nicest doctor I've ever met. And I'm like, okay, so doctor, and I'm not going to say your last name. Um, do you have an old, ugly man that can give my colonoscopy? Because you are, I know you're an amazing doctor, but you are not doing that to me. And uh, so I totally understand. I totally get you why you would not want a hot nurse wiping your ass because he is not going to see that part of my anatomy. So for those of y'all that don't have insurance, we know a guy out behind the Kmart. colonoscopy really cheap. We Guy. <laughs> is his name Dallas? <laughs> no. So Dallas, even before we interviewed the Chadwick band, Dallas, um, he was like, "Dallas is the guy. He if just you, looks like you, the guy. If you need a guy to get you anything or to do anything, he's the go-to guy that can get this done." I always like how so, Dallas's shirt is unbuttoned right down oh, here. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> and there's not hair. It's just Dallas. Well, you know what? I really think he's got some making. I really think he's. His name, his last name is uh, Irish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he's McGillan. got a nickname, yeah. McGillan. But he's. I don't know, but you see me, I don't have any body hair because yeah. I'm Irish. Yeah. I mean, that just doesn't come with it. All right, circle back. <laughs> you have what? Squirrel. <laughs> okay, so, so so public service announcement. The, uh, um, so back the comments to, made by the artist do not reflect. <laughs> so back to um, you said that you wrote a song about your your. Second husband. Second husband. I wasn't sure which number he was. That's why I paused. Hold on. Let me look. Okay. So let's two. be honest. Okay. Uh, all right. Please. Always. My, my second husband I'm still friendly with because uh, we kind of helped each other out, get through a rough patch. He was in the military as well. Um, he's significantly younger than me, and he has been uh, – he has a couple – he has four kids from several different women. So – um, his relationships haven't always been super good. He's happily married now, and he's got custody of his kids. Good. Um, and and he loves his kids. He learned a lot of lessons from me because he was eight years younger than me. Mm-hmm. But he cheated on me. <clears throat> so he got divorced. <clears throat> but I didn't really want to be. I wasn't super in love with him. I think I was kind of just like going through the motions, and he mm-hmm. kept. He was so persistent, and. And I felt really just—he helped me through a rough time, honestly, um, and, and provide me and my children some stability. So I don't hate him. I'm glad that I moved on. I'm, I'm not sure if we should have gotten married, but it was kind of like a, a military thing because he was going to be deployed. Mm. So we just kind of made like, okay, we're going to get married and get through this, and when you get back, we'll figure it out. But I'll be able to take care of you if something happens, or take care of your kids, kids if something right. happens. And he was like, fine, and I'll, you know, I don't want it. We'll figure this out. And so we were married for about four years, but the last straw was the last straw. Mm-hmm. But I wrote this song for him um, then, and I, and I think the message is, is like sometimes you just need somebody to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. And so some of the lines are in there is like, I don't know why I gave you my phone number, because honestly, he's not my type at all. Like, he's significantly <laughs> shorter than me. Um <laughs> <laughs> And he was so much younger than me, but I was super lonely, and he mm. and he 
either he got lucky and saw an opportunity and I was just ready to receive it or you know I feel like we met each other's needs for the time so the song is good for anybody who is reminiscent about somebody they met and they love awesome and it's called John Wayne Smile John Wayne Smile Na 
so glad that you called. I'm so glad that you That was so good, and and so that was um that was Matthew Coates playing lead, yeah, and me playing rhythm. This is a new skill, so <laughs> but you do a really good you job. Really well. I yeah. did all right. So <laughs> my honey, honey was watching you because he's learning how to play. So he watches, he watches, and he knows all the technical stuff. And I, I always say I just I just talk into a microphone. That's what I do for this podcast. So well, he was uh, asking me about the guitar. Uh huh. So Takamini, yeah. This is Tammy Takamini. Tammy, I like it. Yes, this is. A 20-year-old guitar, maybe a little bit older. Um, my friend B.J. Leggett, Leggett is a veteran, and we write songs together sometimes. Mm. And we had a songwriting session in January, and I was playing his guitar, and he was like, Jen, you can play guitar. And I was like, I'm, you know, that's actually one of my guitars. Oh, it's a nice but guitar, too. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, I only play enough to write. I, I wrote this on guitar, mm-hmm. this song, but I've never played on stage until about eight weeks ago. Wow. And I just picked it up without, I mean, I, I know basic chords, mm-hmm. but I've decided to start playing on stage. You should, yeah. So there's a little mess up in the middle, but that's what you get. It's, that's it's how. live, and, and no one noticed but you, I promise. Yeah, he noticed. Well, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, she's, she's, pointing, she's, she's not pointing at Honey. She's pointing at Matthew and yeah. shaking his head yes, but well, it, he's you know. very good. He is very good. He's fantastic. Yeah. And he, so, he's a songwriter as well. So oh, Matthew oh. is good for me because he's like coaching me along. And he oh. was there the first time I played on stage, and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and I turned it down real low. I was going to say, to just unplug it and get used to it. And Eric was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I knew more than I thought I did, mm-hmm. and I've been able to pick up stuff a lot faster because I've surrounded myself with very good guitar players the entire time I've been playing music. Mm-hmm. All of my guitar players have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Chris Dean, Matthew uh, Jackson, Matt Coates, um, Jared Steele, Rio Wallace, Wallace, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Melanie Howie was super good. And I think I've absorbed some of, like, some of what they're doing. Andrew Greer, yeah. Wow. So before before you uh, before you played guitar on stage, what did you do? You played the tambourine. And the cowbell. It was ever going to come up. <laughs> so, okay, y'all. So, Jen Ford was um, featured on our Christmas special. And before we started recording, we were talking, and she told me a story. I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear anymore because I want you to tell me this story on the regular podcast. So, you play the tambourine. Um, so who's, who's tell, she's, she's tapping her husband on the, on the leg. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the story until you start it and then he's going to finish it off. All right. So, all right, Jen, tell me the story about you playing the tambourine for a friend with a friend of mine. Okay. So I've been playing tambourine on stage probably for six years. Um, I mainly did it because I didn't play guitar and I, Mm -hmm. and I am a rhythmic person. I move, tap. I wish we had a video so you could see her moving. (laughs) My son is a drummer. His dad was a drummer. I played drums in the army band when I wasn't singing. So, like, oh. just basic auxiliary percussion. Mm-hmm. Bass drum, tambourine, whatever. I I went to his mother's church. They're traditional Southern Baptist African-American church. All right. Amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, I bet. Fantastic worship. I bet you, I bet, well, you get the word preached to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. So there was a five-year-old named Righteous. 
Oh. On the front row, his dad was the music director, and he that's was a, that's a dope name, by the way. Oh, amen. Uh, <laughs> he was just going to town on the tambourine, and, by, and before I'd just been tapping it on my leg. I used mm-hmm. to have bruises like, like roller derby bruises on my leg. <laughs> and and a friend of mine, Shannon, bought me like this gun pouch thing, like to, oh, to like a leather holster leg. thing to put on my leg to wear underneath my clothes to protect my leg. It was horrid. And I was just beating the shit out of my leg every show. <laughs> so I watched Righteous and I was, he was like, just going to town doing all these roles. And I'm like, that kid is five years old. If I can't figure out this skill from a five-year-old, I'm going to watch some videos. So I watched a couple of videos and I started really paying attention. And now your tambourine game is on point. Oh yeah, I'll I challenge anyone in Texas <laughs> to a tambourine off. Oh, we gotta oh. have a tambourine off. Oh we no, gotta. no, no! I want I want to do that. I'll, I'll put it to you this way: she when she has a tambourine, Chase the drummer, he 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 no longer controls the tempo. Oh. She she is in she is in charge. I, and bet, I bet Chase loves that. Click track goes out the window. Huh? He, he, does, he, he, does, he doesn't mind because she does it good. She's a good tambourine player. Cha Cha is pretty fluid though. Well, and Cha Cha comes and plays um, cajon with us on a lot of acoustic gigs. And oh. and since I've started playing guitar, he's like, "What are you doing? You're not playing tambourine anymore." I'm like, "I'm trying to play guitar." He's like, "No, you need I, need, I need that tambourine I, in my now life." Now I gotta think of something different to do on this thing. <laughs> So, okay, back to that. Back to your story. Back to so the story. Jimmy Wooten was playing up here at the back porch about a month ago, and I had a show. Why did we miss that? I don't know. I think that we just couldn't get out that night. We were probably out of town. I think that's what it was because we wanted to see Jimmy Wooten. Well, I met Jimmy at the Red River Revel because he was opening for Neil, like, and he mm-hmm. used to play for Neil. He played for Neil, for and I've known Neil for years. And I saw Jimmy play, and I was like, man, he's super And he watched me play. And we were both like, when two musicians see each other and they're good musicians, we kind of give each other the nod. Mm-hmm. Like, And when you get the nod from another good musician, you're like, yes. Yeah. Because I don't care if anybody else likes it as long as you think it's cool. Exactly. It's cool. And we had a he played with us at the Red River Rebel. It was Matthew. super good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was awesome. Anyway, so I knew Jimmy was playing up here. I had a different show. We were playing at um, in Gladewater at the... Skipper's Pier, and we got done like at 10, and he was playing till 11.45 or something like that. And I told Eric, I was like, we got to stop. We got to stop. And I'd had a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. A, a few. Mm-hmm. That's okay, because she wasn't driving, so it's all good, y'all. I wasn't. The music awards were the next day, so I was like in vacation mode. He was going to be off, and I was like, I'm having a drink, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so then we get up here, and I see Jimmy play. Without all of the band, it's just him and his sister and his drummer, and they're super good. His sister plays bass. Oh, no, his sister's, sister's a badass. Yeah. Yes, yeah, really good. yeah. We've seen them play, and it, it was kind of dead in here because it, it was later in the evening. But Jimmy saw me, and immediately he was like, "Oh, he starts going crazy on the guitar, doing all this cool stuff." And we're sitting with some people that we don't know, having conversation. And I'm like, Eric, I want to get my tambourine. He's like, no. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> here, I, like, move that closer. To I, I, uh, yeah. She goes. She goes. I'm gonna go get my tambourine. What do you think? And I'm like, I think no. <laughs> he didn't ask you to get up there. And I'm like, this is the back porch. This is my venue. Like, yeah, I can do yeah. whatever I want up here. This is my bar, Hands man. It's up to anybody. Yeah, anybody that works with Jimmy is going to be like, on the stage yeah. and Jen Fora walks in, she's going to get up there. Kilgore is her turf. Kilgore is her turf. This is her turf. But, I, but I, I wasn't just going to, you know, I came in there and I showed him my tambourine and he goes, yeah. he, uh, gave uh, he gave me the nod. And then he invited me on stage. I have it 
She just happened to have it and then. Yeah, I just happened to carry it around every, you know. And he calls me up on stage and they're doing like some weird psychedelic Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd oh, mashup nice. of whatever. And it was epic. In my whole life, I've never been featured as a tambourine, you know. <laughs> A solo tambourine player. And I was doing all of these tricks that I don't even know where they came from because I was, you know, a little toasty. Yeah. And Eric was laughing I, his ass off. I wanna I wanna take out Epic and, and pretend like it was it was it was trippy. Something that you'll always remember. Yes, absolutely. They were playing. And Jimmy was just nodding his head. He <laughs> would do having, a little riff, and he'd look over me, every, and I go. Everybody, <laughs> everybody on the stage was having such a good time. It was like ten minutes. It was so funny to me. Ten minutes. He took one crappy picture. I took a picture, but I was laughing too hard to take a serious picture. If I had took video, it would have been. I was laughing so hard, but she was like doing. Like tripping twirls around, like rolling it off like, my arm. See something that we don't. What's happening? <laughs> oh my lord! I love it. Fun. That it's is so fun. freaking hilarious. Um, oh man, and that's my Jimmy Wooten story. <laughs> and you know, anybody who knows Jimmy Wooten knows that he would have been like, "Yeah, come on up." <laughs> and I he love that. Awesome. I love that 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 end line. And that's my Jimmy Wooten story. That's my Jimmy Wooten story. We saw him at. Um, Playing eleven more, and his sister was playing, and she had mm-hmm. this blowing thing to keep. Her oh, cool. it was a fan. And her hair and her was, just hair like was just, I mean, just it was it was the best I was like, badass. I was she, like, honey, if you ever leave me, right there. That's okay because I'm not jealous because how? What about what about? I've talked about Kevin Poole and the doctor who I won't say his last name. Oh, I'm, I, I'm telling you, she's got to think of Kevin Poole. She's got a little, like little Mary Candles. Stop it! With no, like, he's gonna. He, you you scared? You almost scared off um, Hayden Haddock one time too because you said I had a. <laughs> crush on him he's a baby i like it yes. kevin is not a baby no he's good. he's good um because i'm old y'all not i had because. a crush on chad cook so well, how can you so, not he's such a nice guy this kid <laughs> he, i already told you my story about chad he's, he's super fun he's sexy um, he's just fun he's, he's so fun. nice nice guy right mm-hmm. super nice guy uh, poor drummer nobody has a crush on him lately mike i, I love mike and he, the man never stopped smiling i mean oh, he was He's a, he's a man of few words, but he's so talented, and he's a funny guy, too. Well, uh, on um, this last song, uh, Matt, you did all the, Matthew, you did all the lead stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been playing? Mm. Thank you. Uh, I guess 20 years. Wow. When, uh, wow. You're, you're yeah. very good. I started when you I was eight. You look like you're I, 25. Okay, I was like, I turn, I, Well, I turned 28 next month. Okay, And okay. I got my first guitar for my birthday when I was eight years old. So I guess that makes sense. Very nice. He's super good. He is super good. i got to send you a picture of my buddy, Mikey Wright. He plays for uh, Code Whiskey up in Philadelphia. He looked just like him when, oh, he, was, he, when he was that age. So do um, you, you're in a couple of, you're in a couple of bands, a band. Yeah. I play for, I play for Jen's band mainly. And then I've got my band, which is the Matt Coates band. And we've got a record coming out. On January sixth. So Matt Coates, y'all. In, Matt or Matthew? Matt Coates band. Matt. I did. I went, okay, for the band name, I went with Matt because it was going to be cheaper to print. I'm a penny pincher in those lanes. <laughs> Why and did you name C-O-A-T-S? the band A? Well, it was cheaper. Yes. Okay. And then <laughs> and then you'll see me playing with Heather Harper. There's another band called the Blue, Blues Boys that run around here. Mm. Uh, play more traditional blues. I play with them anytime mm. they're playing around. Oh, I'd love to go sit that. in with them. Yeah, and uh, very cool. There, there's we we have a really good music community, and we 
jump around a lot. And play so you're place. in a lot of bands too, Jen. Yes. I, last year I spent the whole year singing back up for Blue Louie. Um, he's a blues singer mm-hmm. and I really like the blues too. Honestly, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of Susan Tedeschi and Bonnie Raitt and, <gasps> mm-hmm. um, Ray LaMontagne, like all of that bluesy, earthy mm-hmm. almond brothers, freaking love almond brothers. Um, and so I sang with blue Louie and then I sang in my band, Jen Ford and the white eyed devils. And then I started doing stuff with my buddies, Kirk Harper and Jared Steele. We mm-hmm. were Ford Harper and Ford Harper Steel all last year. I have a t-shirt from that. Yes. Well, Jared got accepted. He was my lead player last year for about 18 months, and he got accepted to nursing school. He played with us this week. Um, He's going to play a couple shows with us during the holidays. Nursing school is rough. Yeah. It is, but totally worth it, man. Good job. Good luck. Well, he's going to be plugged in and out, but now uh, Kirk Harper and I do Ford Harper and Co., and we just bring whoever. Like, he's played with us. Oh, and company. Like, not in C-O-E, but C-O. Yeah. Yes. It's like whoever wants to come play and round it out. Because Kirk plays guitar. He's a really good drummer, but he's not a lead guitar. Man, I like Mm -hmm. playing with Kirk. He's super fun. He does that song, Snake Farm. Yes, you know, we, we know that's Nate Farm. <laughs> you know, it's a reptile house, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, we do it really good. <laughs> we do it really good. It's super I think fun. I might have heard y'all play it too. That maybe I don't a minute know. Grow me. It just didn't grow me. At first. I, I, the first, I, the first I, time I heard it was Chris Cunningham. Yeah, he and I was like, play. "What in the?" Well, I didn't know what he was saying because uh, the the gig. Where we were at Eight Acre Market, I think. No, it was Craft Sixty Four. Oh, y'all, yeah. y'all got toasty at that one too, and uh, Craft Sixty Four has good. And they, too. he kicked off the song, and mind you, I didn't know any of these songs, so I'm just kind of following along to him, and I'm like, what, what in the hell is he saying? Is he saying State Farm? <laughs> <laughs> at first, State I thought Farm. it was Snake Ball or something. I couldn't, I couldn't understand. And uh, finally, uh, they told me what it was, and I went home and listened to it. I was like, man, this is a, a song for sure. You know, I didn't know if I liked it or not, and it grew on me. Like, like yeah, he was yeah, saying, I didn't like it at first at all. Well, so, we get real animated. It's fun, and, right? See, it's fun. It's goofy. You can do whatever. I mean, and I'm like making. I'm the thing with me and Kirk is that we feed off each other. It's more of, I think people enjoy our interactions on stage. Chase is there, he's there, or Jared's there, and we're up just being. Nice. Rowdy and goofy, that's harmonizing fun. with each other. Sometimes oh. that's really good harmony. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just rowdy and fun, and Very that's cool. one of the rowdy and fun ones. Kirk sings "Poker Face" by Lady Gaga. That was a fun one. Good yeah, but he's he's got a real raspy, low voice, and he's it's good. I wanna that's hold them like they do in Texas, please. And it's <laughs> super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, look at you channeling. I, I got to see that. I, That's yeah. awesome. You got to get him on the show. So you're, you you want to play us another song? So you're going to play us um, Under These Stars, right? Yes. And you wrote it for Your Honey? Yes. Tell me about it. So Eric, during COVID, was working out in West Texas, um, and I was with the boys, raising two teenage boys, and... It was hard enough being away from each other, and then COVID hit. And mm. at that time, they had gone with their dad for spring break, like everybody else was on spring break, and then spring uh, break turned into two the rest weeks, of your life, three weeks, and the rest of the school year. <laughs> and then the next school year almost. Yeah, and me being an Army vet, I was kind of like watching the news and trying not to turn into G.I. Jane. Mm. But I did a little bit anyway, and I started like hoarding toilet mm. paper and you know, bastard! But, it was you. Yeah, I mean, I only had, <laughs> only had three packages at the Oh, house, okay, but, that's fine. That's fine. But you know, I was I was looking at stuff, and 
trying on my old army uniforms, by the way, that did not fit. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, I think I've gone a little too far. No one's coming to my house to steal my toilet paper. I need to calm down. I think it's because I was at home for three weeks by myself. And so then I was like, you know what? I've been in worse situations than this. I can still go to Walmart. I can still go outside. I can still, you know, drive around or go for a walk or whatever. It's not any worse than being in the places that I've been stationed in. And, and you know, Iraq and all that stuff where you have even oh, worse restrictions. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is really stupid. I'm freaking out for no reason. So I wrote a song because I missed him. And I, I just needed, really, I just needed him. I just needed him to come home. I didn't care. And he ended up coming home, and we inherited another child during COVID for a little while. And Funny story. My whole yard, my whole, uh, yard got fired. <laughs> Your whole yard? What did yeah. you do? Uh, I was on a fracking team. Oh. Yeah, everybody got laid off. I was on a fracking team. Uh, they, uh, there were rumblings about this, you know, being pretty serious. Mm. And, uh, of course, everybody's like, it, it, it won't happen. They ain't going to lay everybody off. And then they called everybody and then laid everybody off. So <laughs> two or three months. I, yeah, I would say I would say maybe Christmas. One of my surgeons, because, you know, I work with some surgeons. He was like, Catherine, it's going to be bad. And I said, I'm just going to have to call bullshit. I don't think so. You know, I mean, this I was is America. watching this stuff in yeah. December. <laughs> and I got super <laughs> sick. Super yeah, we sick. we were sick in December, too. Like, I was substitute teaching seventh grade science for 12 weeks. So a teacher had a baby, and so they called me in. I'm a substitute teacher, okay? Don't judge me. Um, no judgment. There. That, God that's bless the you. That's all I can say. But I, I enjoy help. it. I enjoy going up to the school and doing stuff like that when I have time. And I had time. And I got sick for like three weeks, and I was taking my breath, uh, my nebulizer to school with me because mm. I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, God dang it. I don't have, I have a low grade temp, like 98, 99 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe. And I was doing breathing treatments and teaching at the same time. And I was like, I feel terrible. I can't taste anything or smell anything. It's super freaking weird, but I have sinus infections all the mm-hmm. time. So I didn't even think of thinking about it. Then a couple of kids got really sick. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching the news, went through the holidays and a whole bunch of stuff happened. And it was just like, God, oh, this is super weird. And then, mm-hmm. March. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah. So I, I, they were telling me for months, or he was, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm like, this is America. This will never happen. This, it's just not, I just don't believe it. And then here we are. Education know? in America went to total shit. Oh, 100%. And it I hasn't mean, recovered. No, it really hasn't. No. no. Well, it, anyway, the song. So the song. And I, and I submitted it to Texas Country Music uh, Awards for their songwriting contest. Mm hmm. It didn't win or whatever, but Chad Malden produced it um, for me, but I wrote it and it's for him and it's, I can't wait. And then once he came home, we were fine. Everything else is easy after that. You know, we've been together for 30 years and we haven't been apart more than five, six days. Tops, yeah. That's when we decided he's not going to do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Because two week jobs turn into two months. Right. Yeah, we're not doing that. Oil filters, I mean, people people joke, and you know, but it's a horrible job. Mm. I mean, you go for seven, like, especially if you work like an oil rig, you're gone for 28 days. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, no, (laughs) no thanks. You don't have a family back home? Then that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're single and young. I mean, they. They go nuts. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, if you're an oil field wife, I've been an oil field yeah. wife too. God bless you. This is kind of an oil field wife. This is an oil field wife anthem. All right, well, I want to hear it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Can you just hold me? Don't say a thing. I don't care about tomorrow. Cause it's me and you now Right here under these stars Listening to the wind I'm listening to your heart Please don't forget Just give me your attention And the comfort of two Can't face being alone, baby Cause tonight I need you Just kiss me Cause things have been tough I'm a little lonely And I could use your love I just need some affection Daddy
I could tell. And I want y'all to know, and I took some pictures, so I hope that's okay, y'all. But literally, he was holding her hand, and the look on his face while she was singing that song says more than the words to that song, y'all. Uh, so freaking good. As I said, honey and I have been happily married for 30 years, so and I love seeing people that are married and they actually like each other, right? Oh, love is easy. Like is hard sometimes. It's work every day. It is. Love is work. It's totally worth it, 100%. Very freaking cool. I love that song. I like your range. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And I like the raspy. I'm a raspy girl. Yes. Well, I'm it's, a, I'm it's a, early in the day. Those high notes get a little rough. <laughs> You know, but uh, I'm a I'm a smoky girl. I like a, I like a smoky finish on my wine, and I like a smoky voice. Yeah, very cool. Love it. Thank you. Um, so, why don't you tell us what you got coming up? I mean, I a little birdie told me that um, you're going to be uh, opening for somebody that we absolutely love. Bree Bagwell. Bree Bagwell. She y'all are a lot alike. She's a badass too. She is she looks a just like my sister. They're the same age. They got to meet the Country Music Awards last year, and it was like two Brie Bagwells. She's a badass. Weird. <laughs> the first time I met Brie, I was like, "You look at my little sister," and she's like, "Who are you, weirdo?" But then she met my sister, and she's like, "Oh my god, you look a lot alike." My sister's ten years younger than me. Brie's ten years younger than me. But um, they are both very driven women, and. Um, I saw a lot of similarities in the personalities, and I, I love Brie a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to know her through the Country Music Awards. We've hung out a couple of times. And, yeah. um, I've been trying to get her to come out here, and when they got the new owners, they called me, and they said, who do you think would be a good fit here? And I was like, would you please uh, bring Brie? Mm-hmm. And they said, do you want to open for her? I was like, yes. Frick, yes, I do. So I text Brie. I was like, do you want to come to the back porch? And she's like, yeah, Here's call this number, blah, blah, blah. And we worked it out. So March 3rd. March 3rd. So excited. It's supposed to be happening. I don't know what I've got on my calendar, but we're if I don't have something, we will be here. We're going to see Bree Thursday. We're, we are, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll tell her I love her to death. I will. I will. Um, so super cool. So that you got coming up. What else do you have coming up? Okay. I have a new album coming out. That's exciting. And I'm morphing away from traditional country because I'm not really a traditional artist anyway. I like That's everything. Fine. So I decided in order to do that... And also, we've had so many transitions in the band. I have an all-new band now. Like, I love all the guys that have played for me, but just people had things going on in their lives mm-hmm. that kind of took them out. So we've got fresh fresh blood, fresh ideas, fresh instrumentation and stuff. And so I kind of work around whatever we got. But since I was in a little bit of a limbo, I decided to do a selfish piece, which is kind of like an art piece for me. And I'm doing 10 songs that are covers that are really epic songs I grew up on and that I love in, uh-huh. in a sort of Western, like Yellowstone-ish mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood. And so do you already, are, are you already in the studio? Yes. Or? I've been in the studio since August with uh, Leaf Shively and mm-hmm. Kyle Roop. Leaf Shively has his own band and mm-hmm. they're, they're like crazy good guitar players from Louisiana, Grand Cane, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And um, I've known them for years because they play with Lu- Louisiana Swamp Donkey and we've played a couple of Baccarellis with them and, um, Swamp Donkey. Yeah. I like the name of that yeah. song. That, that, the name of that well, group. if you've ever met Leaf Shavlet, you saw Leaf and Kyle at the awards. They're the two yeah. muscle dudes with the Steel Records jackets on. Mm. Yeah, they are hilarious, but they are yeah. super talented. Mm-hmm. And this is before Matt came to the band, and, and I just was like, I need to bring some music out and talk to um, my record label. And they were like, do whatever you want to do. We just we want you to keep making stuff. because I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate because I come up with 
ideas and I try to have them fully formed and I've been making cool videos and Gold Dust Woman released in October because it was around Halloween, but that's going to be one of the songs on the album and that's mm-hmm. the kind of instrument instrumentation we're talking about. Like, okay. That's really just acoustic instruments. Um, used in different ways. There's going to be some banjo, some uh-huh. fiddles, some harmonica, whistling. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I'm trying to create a cinematic kind of thing. That sounds very cool. So whenever um, whenever that releases, we'll definitely share. What, cool. stu- so, what studio are you using? Steel Records. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're super awesome. They're uh-huh. fantastic. Very cool. So you're going to play us? Woman in Black spent One four months on the Texas charts. Very cool. And it's the Gen Ford anthem. Oh, I love it. So tell, tell me, tell me, tell me how that song came about. Well, I wear black on stage all the time because I don't want anybody to see how much I'm sweating. <laughs> and also because that I'm, takes the mystique away from it. You know that, right? <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to get too close. So, so edit that part out. So uh, it's a Johnny Cash tribute. Yeah, yes. Roy Orbison, right? Roy Orbison. Edit Cash. that out. This is this is this is Jen's truth. Look. So in the beginning, I, I've always worn black. I've always liked black. Like Me forever, too. my whole life. I was and emo before emo was a thing. Well, I I was I'm a, I'm a licensed barber as well, and. And I used to manage a beauty store. I did not know that. Yes, I'm a master barber. I'm very good. I need a haircut. <laughs> He's, I don't carry so my clippers, bad. just my tambourine. <laughs> I don't carry my clippers. How, how, did I, how have I not heard about this? I've been a barber since 2012. Really? I've worked in barber shops. Saved myself $26,000 in hairdos, I'm pretty sure. And my, okay. and my son's. Do you, you, don't, you cut your own hair? I cut and color my own hair. I have since 2012. Only made touch my hair. One time... One time I let somebody touch my hair before we got married. And that was... You're never going to hear the end of it, are you? Oh, I had to go fix it. Oh, uh, She whacked a whole bunch. Three days before my wedding, she whacked off four inches. Oh. Yeah. That was a good idea. No. Not? And put some very big black streaks in it. And I was blonde. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll maybe want some low lights. Uh, and then it was like big chocolate chunks. Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I can't, I, I look can't like anything bad. It's maybe about 2001, <laughs> you know, oh, when Britney Lord. Spears is rocking all those weird chunks. Of, yeah, that's, yeah. no, that's not you. I walked no. in the house and the kids were like, what <laughs> did you do? I said, shut up. Yeah. Okay. Shut up, you're going to make me cry. Give me three hours. It's just going to be fixed. You know what we have coming up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Eric was like, why did you do that? What? The week before our wedding, I purposefully cut off like, I swear. A lot. 12 inches or something. <laughs> our wedding costs 50 bucks. But back to the black. Uh-huh. I've always worn black. And then Woman when I first started doing country music, I tried to like mix it up mm-hmm. and wear dresses on stage. That is a horrible choice. Well, especially if you're on a stage above well, the people. No, I didn't do that. It, I'm talking okay. about because of the sweat. Oh. Because it rolls down your scalp. Down your spine, down your armpit, down your boobs, down your back of your legs, into your boots. And then your oh. feet get super sweaty. And no. then you can't claim tamarine, you like to shake your butt. You can't you can't just bend down like you're in the army and pick up stuff. You have to daintily get down. And I'm old and I'm not gonna do anything dainty. I don't think that you have dainty in your repertoire. No. Mm-mm. I did that about two shows. I was like, never again. I don't even have, I think I have four dresses in my closet, maybe. For church and when we go to his mama's house, that's it. What did you wait, wait, wait? What did you wear the night of the Texas Country Music Association? Oh, I had a full sequin suit on with a tiger on the back. 
with the pantsuit. Was it? Okay. I I remember the sequence, but I couldn't remember if it was a pantsuit. Okay. Very yeah. cool. I was very overwhelmed. Was custom made for me. I was yes. very overwhelmed at the uh, musical. Oh, me too. It was, was crazy. We've never been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, suits are on brand for us. I like right suits. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I, well, I, I feel like sometimes it's the boys' club, and I feel like I served in the military. I'm more of a badass than a lot of these Most people. Of those but I'm also a mama and I'm mm-hmm. a wife and all that. But I can hang. Ooh. I'm not afraid. I've never been in a fight with a woman, but I have punched several men right in the jaw <laughs> with zero restraint and well-deserved. Don't piss her off, honey. No, it I takes a lot. On it. <laughs> I slapped somebody at the airport once, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> well, what's the old term? I'm scared and aroused at the same time. I'm scared and aroused. In an airport. Who was there when I slapped somebody at the airport? What they do? everywhere in the airport. She slapped somebody. Somebody had to have done something pretty bad. It was bad. What'd they do? Well, made some comments that were pretty inappropriate, (gasps) and I told them to stop several times. Shut up. The next time you say that, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. Oh, I I mean, I can can probably guess a couple of things, and you should have done a whole lot effing more than slap somebody. He got slapped. But it was a slow slap. It it was a, you were trying to stop yourself. I was like, like Yeah. I'll send you hear that. I hate Dun-dun-dun-dun. stupidity. Yeah. I hate stupidity in this world. Well, I hate it. And hate. I, don't I hate, hate to too, walk around way. and slap the shit out of people. I'm not I like didn't figure that. randomly figure like, that. you get a slap in the face. <laughs> you get a slap. Sometimes people need to get slapped. Amen. Or mm. punch, punched in so the that's throat. Pretty much that, that's I'll slap you in the face attitude is who the woman in black is. Like, oh, don't oh, try me. me. Don't try me because I will show you. <laughs> That I am not afraid of anything. Well, let's hear it, Eddie. Hot Mess Express. What? He's playing Hot Mess Express. That was Hot Mess Express. Hear that attitude in that song? I do. And makes her way through the crowd with her head held up high. She always looks proud, there's no fear in her bones. She ain't afraid to be bold in a game of cards, she'll never fold. Well, she never second guesses, she won't think twice, ain't afraid to take some chances, but she's choosing to die, she don't care what you think, she knows she'll impress, when you got on that black, you don't need a damn dress, woman in black, she's the woman in black, when she takes out that mic, she pulls out her soul, she don't hold Looks like she's running the show Won't back down from a fight She's always ready to go You see what you get When the girl comes around Cause she's the straightest shooter In the whole damn town Woman in black She's a woman in black 
she pours out her soul. She don't hold back when it's time for the show. The kind of music from the days of old. The band is right there playing blues, rock and roll. Woman in black. She's a woman in black. Come on. She never second guesses She won't think twice Ain't afraid to take some chances But she's choosing to die She don't care what you think She knows she'll impress When you got on that black You don't need a damn dress Woman in black She's a woman in black When she takes out that mic She pulls out her soul She don't hold back When it's time for the show So I think that's probably why we get along so together, uh, so well, uh, because you're just, you know, you're genuine, and that's oh, what that's one of the things you. I love about you. That was freaking amazing. Uh, loved it. And more, more tambourine, screw cowbell. Once again, I want to thank Jen Ford for sitting down and hanging out with us, and uh, the back porch for letting us use one of their. Um, extra like rooms uh, yeah. to record in. It was really and cool. The food was uh, so dude, good. I'm looking forward to Friday night. So um, we're recording this Sunday morning. So tonight, uh, which will be yesterday for all of you guys listening on Monday, when this releases, we are going to the post at river East mm-hmm. to see Mike Graham. So he invited us to come see him and I'm very excited to see him. Um, we, we haven't gotten to talk with him or hang out at all since we recorded him. Yeah, and his, his voice is incredible. Oh, dude. And his songwriting talent is, is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He's great. So I'm very excited to see um to see him. And I love the post. Uh it's a great listening room. Mm-hmm. Um and but Jed Jed Zimmerman is gonna be um with him also. I'm We've not never met him. With him yeah. We've never met him. So I'm excited to meet him and I can't wait to see Mike again and we'll try to hang to out with up, him a little bit. We'll try to dig up some of his music on the way. Oh, of course, yeah. And uh so if you haven't heard Mike Graham's episode give it a listen. Um, amazing musician. He has some stories for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a lot of fun and I can't wait to see him tonight. This week though, Friday night, we are going to the back porch where we recorded Jen Ford's episode to, to see Jen Ford. Mm-hmm. And the tambourine queen. <laughs> and Brie Bagwell. Yep. I'm so excited. So, um, the Amy Johnson and Michelle, and I don't know Michelle's last name, and um, Candace Palacios, we all went to see Brie in Houston a week or so ago. Um, 
and she did a nineties night, which was mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, but so this is going to be, this is going to be her stuff. So I'm excited. Can't wait. And we get to eat the food again. Yeah. I'd like to thank Joey though. Uh, while we were at the uh, concert last night, mm-hmm. he, uh, he was so gracious when he saw us there oh, and came up and, you know, I got pictures. I got yeah. pictures. And, uh, and he, he signed. He signed my set list. Yeah, he, she got her another set list. I did. Oh, and Amy Johnson, don't forget, you're supposed to get me Cody Cresswell's set list yeah. and have him sign it for me, too. Yeah, I, that was on fire last night. Because I had to leave because Honey was dying. Well, we were pretty much done. Oh, I, I mean, there was, I they were like last calling and kicking people out. Oh, I know. I know. But I did. I knew you wanted to go, so we left. Yeah, um, really so tired. I'm excited about sitting down or getting to see Bree and Jen together. I think that's going to be a great show. If you haven't bought your tickets, you need to because they're going fast. Saturday. Um, this is cool. So the Forney Parks and Rec mm-hmm. um, Department is putting on a Texas Independence Day celebration. Um, all about Texas, local Texas music. And they have um, Jason Bolin and the Stragglers are mm-hmm. um, are going to be headlining Saturday night at the Spelman Amphitheater. And Which then, is right here in Forney. It's yeah, an outdoor facility. It's yeah, an outdoor it's facility. An outdoor facility, and it's, facility like, so. it's like quite a few people can fit in there. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and then Colton Mathis, Randy Hoyt, and Zach Welch are going to be um, okay. kicking things off. So I'm excited about that. Um, hopefully the weather will be good. I hope so. And then Sunday, we're sitting down here at the house with Gary Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. And we might even have a special guest host. I'm not going to say who. You're not going to tell me? No. Well, I'll tell you off air, but okay. I haven't confirmed it yet, so I don't want to say. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. And then we have two big things coming up. So Thursday, the second Thursday... Um, I have to get out my calendar so I can tell you the exact date. Is this Sweetwater? The, the 9th. Yeah. So the 9th of March is our very first Top Shelf Thursday at Sweetwater mm-hmm. Grill. Super excited about that. Um, And then Sunday, the 12th, is our anniversary bash at Kearney's. And we have a lot of people already confirming to come. Dude, so we have, I want to say we have like 15 musicians coming i don't know how we're gonna fit i don't i don't want to say i don't want to say bands because everybody i think it's pretty much gonna be mostly like solo acoustic yeah it's gonna be a lot of acoustic um but man we have i mean so so many people jeff canada's coming down from houston Mm -hmm. um so is somebody else um and i don't have the list the list in front of me so i don't want to i don't want to start naming people because then if i forget somebody i'll feel bad but um i'm gonna finalize the lineup tonight and we'll post we'll post that okay um so super excited and i'll let every all the musicians know we're gonna be when they're gonna be playing giving away one guitar we are i think we're gonna silent auction the second one yeah i don't know we might raffle silent auction plus Whatever. we're gonna have all of the musicians it. that are there sign a couple three guitars um to to silent auction, raffle, giveaway, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, we, we, so it'll be from two to nine, mm-hmm. March 12th. We'll have two stages going. So the music will never stop. Um, and I'm super excited. I'm praying for good weather. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Even though Kearney's does have that really great covered area. Um, the other night we were there and we were outside and it was 40 degrees outside. And, and it was still comfortable. And I didn't even have on my jacket because yeah, I didn't need cool. it. That's how warm it was. But anyway, so that's what we got going on this week and what we, big things we got coming up in the future. And uh, until next time, y'all, 
you will find us on the dance floor.